Talks are heating up at the winter meetings, and the Braves are in the middle of all of it, including Shohei Otani and possibly another trade coming down the pipe soon. We'll discuss all that on today's episode of Lockdown Braves, so let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on social media over at Shortstop Ball. Make sure you check out my written work over at Bravestoday.com, where we got plenty of coverage coming out from the winter meetings, including the big trade from Sunday night for Jared Kelnick. Make sure you follow the podcast on social media at Locked On underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Always enjoy hearing from you and your feedback. Make sure if you're new, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Of over 8,100 subscribers now. We're trying to push for 9K here. Also, make sure you hit that thumbs up button on this video. And if you haven't or you're listening on audio version and you haven't already, make sure you give us a five-star review. Leave a good comment there as that does help grow the show. Thank you so much for all of my everydayers and those who listen to the Lockdown Braves podcast in whatever form each and every day. And I do a lot of these live during the offseason. And right now we got Matt Jacobs, Nick C., John Peterson, Jeffrey Humphreys and John, I'm sorry about the Florida State situation. I hate it for that team and those players. But yes, we got baseball to talk about to take your mind off of all of that. Mentioned Jeffrey Humphreys, Anthony Andrews in here, Adam uh, Dowden here uh, as well. Uh, Brennan, Anthony Andrews, Leland, Rob, Spencer, Ecuadorman, Brian, Bradlin, uh, Arginis, Joshua, Jonathan Barb in here. Well, as an everydayer, thank you so much. For joining Julie C, what's going on? Hope you all are having a great evening and ready to talk about some more Braves baseball. We got Brian, Nick, and uh, Joe Durden here as well. Joe Me, who is about to win our fantasy baseball or fantasy football league. I wish we were playing fantasy baseball, but about to win our fantasy football league in here. And what's up to Kenneth as well? Let's get into today's episode. We're going to continue to break down coverage of the winter meetings. And I want to discuss some more about the trade from last night. It's when I talked about it. I got out of bed, so it was a little blurry-eyed coming in. Maybe said some things I didn't mean. I don't really know. I had to go back and listen to it myself. But want to break down that trade a little bit further and talk about what it means for the Braves going forward. And as I see Sutton Tillery talking about, what is Von Grissom's situation going forward? What's his future with the Braves? Is it a platoon situation? I don't think so. But what is his role? Could he be traded? And are the Braves in on Shohei Otani? You got Braves beat reporters saying they're not. You got national reporters saying the Braves are in. You can't count them out. Who's to believe? So a lot to discuss and get into on today's episode. Let's start with this report from Ken Rosenthal, who who uh, posted on X earlier Monday morning. He said, fallout from last night last night's Braves-Mariners trade. The Braves do not plan on keeping left-hander Marco Gonzalez. Sources tell The Athletic expected to be part of another deal, destination unknown. And so we saw this post probably mid-morning on Monday, and a lot of you, probably like myself, kept updating the, the social media feed all day long, waiting on what was that destination going to be. It sounded like a trade could be imminent, and... I guess now, and maybe it still could be, but 
you wonder now if that's just saying that the Braves plan to move him at some point, or is there a deal in place? It seems pretty odd to post that or you know that information to come out without the Braves already having a deal in place. Now, it makes sense why the Braves would go ahead and trade Marco Gonzalez and try to save some of that money and free up some of that money. And to do that, I think you'd have to attach, you know, some prospects to him. You know, perhaps he's a throw in in a trade for a frontline starting pitcher. You know, if you wanted to make a, a deal with the White Sox for Dylan Seeds, which we'll discuss that Mark Bowman of MLB.com threw some water on that discussion as well. You know, maybe you feel a little bit better giving up an A.J. Smith-Shaver or Hurston Waldrop if the White Sox take on some money in the form of Marco Gonzalez. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I just, I'm saying it's going to have to be that type of move. Nobody's just trading for Marco Gonzalez. It has to be a deal where you are attaching some sort of value to him, just like what the Mariners did in this deal with the Braves. So that's the type of trade that you'd be looking at here. The Braves, it sounds like, have no interest in Marco Gonzalez being a part of this rotation, even as a back-end starter, where I think, again, if healthy, would be okay. I'd be fine with him being the Braves' fourth or fifth starter in the rotation and providing some depth. It is some pretty expensive back-of-the-rotation depth at $12.25 million, but it is just for one year. And he's a guy who's had some good success in the past, but just not the last two years. So, Sounds like more moves are coming. Long-winded way of saying there are going to be more moves coming. Whether or not that's imminent, we'll have to wait and see. And as I am recording this live, some of you in the comments section want to let me know if something does happen. It is the offseason. It is the winter meetings. Things could be happening at any moment. I'll try to keep an eye on that as we go. But it does sound like the Braves are not done and that there are more moves coming on the way. So look out for that. Again, hopefully it happens soon a chance for the Braves to save some money. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to move White as well in some sort, some type of deal. They throw him in with some prospects, trying to get something of value as well in their own right. But I wouldn't be surprised if they try to move either or both of those players. But certainly Marco Gonzalez, it sounds like they have no intention of keeping him. And hopefully that means they are not done looking for starting pitching. And that is one coherent thing I said on last night's episode. I said Marco Gonzalez is not the answer, and I hope he's not the answer. I hope that doesn't stop them from going out and still trying to get that frontline starting pitcher. And I still believe that's the case. Uh, and it sounds like that is the case that they're going to continue to look for starting pitching out there. So I uh, can't wait to see what that's going to be, what that's going to look like, and can't wait to see you know what else unfolds here at the winter meetings I see Grant McCauley in here live as well. I know he's at the winter meetings covering it and we'll keep you updated on all of that. And Grant says where the Braves aren't in on Otani unless they are, in which case they could sign him or they may not, especially if another team does. And I think that's about the best reporting that you can plan to get on Otani right now. They could be in, they might not. We'll see what happens, but that is certainly the big talk around the winter meetings right now kind of leads into what I want to talk about next because you got an article coming out from Mark Bowman of MLB.com and his opening line in that article says the Braves haven't shown serious interest in free agent Shohei Otani and it doesn't feel like they should be considered favorites to land White Sox right-hander Dylan Cease via trade now pouring a lot of cold water on some Braves fans trying to be optimistic I, I can understand the reports on Otani being exaggerated because you got Jim Bowden saying he's going to get 600 million, million. If that's the case, I cannot imagine 
the Braves are in in that regard. But then you also have John Morosi continuing to report that the Braves are still in on Otani and you can't count them out. So who do you believe? And one thing we do know, Alex Anthopoulos keeps everything close to the vest. Any information you're hearing from, whether it's Braves beat, beat writers, and no discredit to Bark Bowman and, and even Grant and others, they certainly have you know the best pulse you can have on the Braves. But Alex and his front office, they just don't let anything out. So if you're hearing this information, it's certainly not coming from the Braves camp. And if it's not coming from the Braves camp, it's an unreliable source. So again, have the Braves checked in on Otani? I'm sure they have. I still give it less than a 5% chance of actually happening. But hey, there is that chance. As uh, as Jim Carrey says in Dumber Dumber, you're telling me there's a chance. And that is certainly the case. But again, it's not a great chance in my mind. But I think the one thing to take out of this with the Marco Gonzalez stuff and the idea of them looking to trade him, I believe the Braves are still looking for another starter, whether that's going to be Cease or whether it's it's Burns or Glassnow or Bieber or someone else we haven't thought of yet. And knowing, knowing Alex Anthopoulos, it's probably the latter. It's probably some great move of a starting pitcher with years of control that he's going to get without giving up A.J. smith Shaver or Hurston Waldrop, and he's going to give up Marco Gonzalez in the deal to save money, and we're all going to praise Alex Anthopoulos here. But whatever the case may be, I do think that you're going to see the Braves get a frontline starting pitcher, or at least think they're still going to be in the mix to get one some way, somehow. And I can't wait to see how that unfolds. I don't know that it'll happen at this winter meetings, but again, I don't think the Braves are done making moves at this winter meetings, whether big or you know small. I think we are going to see some type of move. We've already seen one big move in the Braves getting their left fielder potentially of the future. I want to talk more about that trade here next and go a deep dive. And now we have confirmation on what the Braves are getting uh, financially in that deal as well. We'll discuss that all here next. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. Now that's pretty scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my wife or one of my kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. Their Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinus issues, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us at any time. So visit jacemedical.com, complete your physician encounter. I did super simple process that will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. I got mine sent in the mail. I think it was less than a week later. My wife was blown away by this, by the stuff included in that Jace case. So make sure that you get yours. It's never been more important to be prepared. And then today go to jacemedical.com. Use offer code to locked on to get $20 off. Again, that's J-A-S-E medical.com. Use the code locked on to get $20 off your order. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. 
Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, let's jump back into the winter meetings conversation here. And I want to go a little bit deeper on the trade conversation from last night because, again, it did break very late. I was getting ready to go to bed, thought I'd check the phone one more time, and I'm glad that I did because I saw the big news of the Braves trading trading for Jared Kelnick. And my thoughts are still pretty much the same today. I still like the deal. I still think it's a great deal for the Atlanta Braves. I think there's potentially three, maybe four ways this deal breaks. Either Jared Kelnick comes over for the Braves and he is the hitter that we thought he could be, or he's just you know an above-average league hitter, which he showed he could be last year, and the Braves have their left fielder of the future. Or he comes over and he's a complete bust. He can't figure it out. And you know obviously they're looking at trading Marco Gonzalez. I don't know how long Evan White will be around either, and the Braves get absolutely nothing. There's also the chance the Mariners get nothing in this deal. I like Cole Phillips, and you know talked about him a lot last night. I think he, it, had he pitched in 2023 in games, I feel like he would have been a top 10 prospect in the Brave system, but because we haven't seen him pitch professionally, it's really hard to evaluate that. A high school right-hander coming off Tommy John surgery, but you know the fastball was back up to the upper 90s even after the injury. Still has that big slider and a developing changeup. It's you know. The stuff is still there, and I still think he yeah, had the potential to be a top prospect. But as I posted, you know, late night or early morning, I can't remember where it, what it was at this point. Even if he does reach that potential, it's likely 2027 before he's an impact player. And at that point, hopefully, the Braves have won another World Series. <laughs> but again, it's still very risky with any type of pitcher. So I think the more likely scenario in this trade is that Kelnick becomes the hitter that we thought he could be. And I think the Braves have a very good chance of winning that trade, ultimately paying for, for Jared Kelnick by taking on the prospects of Marco or taking on the money of Marco Gonzalez and an Evan White for somebody who, again, I think very well could be your left fielder for the rest of this decade, pretty much. We do have the money now coming back to the Braves in this deal, $4.5 million. That's not insignificant. And that money is set to come the way of the Braves on August 1st. So right in time for the trade deadline there. Give Alex a little bit more money to work with. Uh, so that is the money that they will be getting back from the Mariners in this trade. Wrote an article over at Bravestoday.com talking about what this means for Von Grissom going forward. And as I wrote that article and went through it, the more it made sense to me to keep Von Grissom. And I don't think that was really what my thought was going into it, but I don't think it makes any more sense to trade Von Grissom today than it did before yesterday. And I say that because I was willing to trade Von Grissom before this move, even if the Braves didn't, you know, go out and get a Jared Kalanick, whatever the case may be, I was fine with trading Von Grissom in the right move. And I'm still fine with trading Von Grissom in the right move. I still believe he brings value to this team. And if you listen to this podcast at all over the last year, you know my hopeful prototype for him is Chris Taylor, somebody that can play in the outfield, play in the infield, can hit and be that guy that can step in if a player goes down. And I still think he brings a ton of value to this team in that regard. Look, you know that the Braves regulars are playing every day, and it's just going to be very difficult to get Von Grissom some at-bats. Maybe that's not the case going forward. 
if Marcelo Zuna has gone after this year or the Braves trade Marcelo Zuna, like Mark Bowman keeps kind of throwing out there, if the Braves want to do that to save money for another move. Again, I still don't love the idea of trying to fill a hole while creating a hole, but regardless, going back to Von Grissom, there's a chance for him to get DH at bats going forward as well. And if the Braves infielders ever want to take a day off, and you will see Orlando Arcia get days off here or there, then you have Von Grissom to fill in. And again, if you can move him to left field, perhaps he does become the short side of a platoon partner with Kelnick. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Kelnick's going to get the everyday at bats. But again, you want to spell him against a tough lefty. Then you have Von Grissom, if he can play outfield and show he can be fine out there, that you have that opportunity to, it, it just gives you more lineup construction. And again, I know Brian Snicker's rolling out the same lineup pretty much every day, but I just feel like Von Grissom brings value. All that said, if the Braves are looking to make a big deal for a starting pitcher and they want Von Grissom and he needs to be in that trade, I would not hesitate to pull the trigger on moving Von Grissom. But again, as I've maintained for almost a year now, I do not trade Von Grissom just for the sake of trading Von Grissom. He still has two minor league options. He's still really young at 22 years old, and he has a lot of value and a good bat that you could need at some point. If Ozzy Albies gets hurt, again, you have Von Grissom ready to step up and somebody you feel good about putting out there every day. If something happens to Orlando Arce at shortstop, you know, maybe the Braves still don't love the defense, but he can at least hold down the spot. I just think there's still so much value in having Von Grissom. But again, I don't want to overstate it. It's not to the point where I would not trade him if it were, you know, it would have to be a big deal. And again, that's something else I've maintained for a while. If I'm trading Von Grissom, it has to be for, it has to be in a big deal for a, a starting pitcher, everyday type of player with years of control. So it really did not trade change the trade value or possibilities for Von Grissom anymore after this trade still feel the same way I do about it before the trade. Now getting to, into Jared Kelnick and how good can he be? He had a WRC plus of 108 or better with 100 being league average. He had a WRC plus of 108 or better at every minor, minor league level. So he's been a plus hitter at every level in the minor leagues in 2022, he had a 123 WRC plus slash 295, 365, 557 with an 8.9% walk rate, 20.8% K rate, 18 home runs, and nine stolen bases at 86 games at AAA. So that's the highest minor league level. He had a 123 WRC plus, really good slash line, and a 21% strikeout rate. Now, obviously, because he did that at AAA doesn't mean he'll do it at the big league level, but that just shows you the type of potential that he has. He has the ability to be a very good hitter. And somebody, like I said last night, I think has a potential for 2020, perhaps even 3020. He gets into that power and gets some more lift. And you know what? The Braves are great at doing that. When they get hitters in here, they suddenly start to lift the baseball even more than they did before. And not only that, at the major league level this past year, where he started to make some strides, you look at his, his stat cast numbers, 58th percentile or better in ex-WOBA, XBA, ex-slug, average exit velocity, barrel percentage, hard hit percentage, sweet spot percentage, and walk percentage. He was 56th percentile or better. He was also 86th percentile in arm strength and 66th percentile in sprint speed. So those are all you know very solid numbers that are trending up 
for Jared Kelman. This guy is trending in the right direction. And a good point, apologize, I didn't write down who the commenter was, but I've seen a couple other people say it as well. You bring Jared Kelnick into this lineup, and there's not as much pressure. He doesn't have to be that, that top prospect. He doesn't have to be the guy in this Braves lineup. He, he might bat in the bottom third of this lineup, for all we know. So I think that could help him as well in that regard, where he just doesn't have all that pressure. But go, another part of this deal is the luxury tax. Fran, Fangrass puts it around $260 million. The threshold is obviously 237 Now, I have said before, I think the Braves would be willing to go $40 million over. After $40 million, it gets to be a lot more penalties. That's where your draft pick gets moved back. The, um, the, the, the surcharge you pay on that is a little bit more. And I saw some people saying, Abe saying, Jake, your tweet got called out on fair territory today. And that's where they were talking about my post where I was discussing the luxury tax. Look, I don't know what the Braves are going to do. I don't know how far they're willing to go over that luxury tax. Nobody does except for Alex Anthopoulos and, you know, those who you know, give him that figure and what it needs to be. I have just, my personal opinion, I've said I would be surprised if they're more they're willing to go more than 40 over. So if the luxury tax is at 260, you know, that gives them about 17 more million to play with. And that's still enough to make a trade the trade for a Dylan Cease, who's projected to get about nine million this year. But I think it does potentially take them out of the running for a big free agent signing unless they are able to, you know, trade a, a Marco Gonzalez or trade Evan White and try to free up some of that money. But I still feel like the trade route is the best possibility there for the Braves going forward. But we'll see how all that works out. But that's just some more of my thoughts on that trade now that I've had a little bit more time to think about it. But next, we'll get into some of your comments and some of the other news from the day on Monday at the winter meetings. We'll discuss all that in here next. One more time, I want to remind you about a Locked On Sports today. Locked On's launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So just some news from around the league on Monday, Wade, Wade Miley signs with the Brewers for a one-year $7 million deal with a mutual option that's not going to be picked up. They never are. But Wade Miley goes to the Brewers. The Brewers also signed Joe Ross. So they're getting a couple of pitchers. Could they be gearing up to make a trade here? Could we see Corbin Burns trade talks pick up as well? Certainly hope uh, that's the case if the Braves are in on it. Also with the Brewers, Jackson Trio signs an eight-year deal before he plays a big league game. And I'm, I'm excited to see more of this. You know, the Braves have kind of started this trend of locking up players super early and not necessarily before they make their debut, but you know, this is something the Braves I think have done a great job of, and I'm glad to see other teams do it, especially mid to lower market teams, sign up your long studs, you know, try to get them on team friendly deals for a long time and give these fans somebody that they know is going to be there. And so glad to see that for, Brewers and their fans. Jim Leland inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's great for him. And Brandon Godden is a sportscaster of the year finalist. So great for him. I think many in Braves country would agree that he's been a great addition and did a fantastic job on the broadcast 
this past year. So that's all the big news from around the winter meetings on Monday. Not not a lot of big moves happening. I think everybody's still just waiting on Otani and what he's going to do. And certainly that's what we're looking for. I saw somebody's Anthony said, uh, Mookie full-time second baseman in 2024, dot, dot, dot. I, that's probably the biggest news of the day on Monday, honestly, and not really big news, but that's just kind of a slower day, uh, especially after what we saw from the Braves on uh, Sunday night was kind of hoping that would kick things off to a wild uh, winter meetings, but certainly not uh, not to be on Monday, at least. The day is not over, uh, but I am going to bed tonight. As you can see from me losing my voice, I need the sleep, uh, but we'll see if something breaks late on Monday evening. Peter D'Amico says, Jake, what are the odds now after this last move, if no other moves are coming, that AA extends Max Freed with lots of money coming off the books next year? I still feel Max Reed's going to hit free agency, and I think if he hits free agency, he's gone. I feel like if something were going to get done, the Braves wouldn't have been so aggressive in signing Aaron Nola. I said this when, and who knows how aggressive the Braves were really were on Aaron Nola. You got Alex Anthopoulos coming out saying that any reports on that were completely overblown. Buster only kind of backing that up and saying that as well. So who knows? But the Braves were on. Aaron Nola and believe that they were. And when that happened, that to me just kind of signified that the Braves don't think that they can lock up Max Freed long-term, but I don't think the moves that happen here really change anything. Look, Marco Gonzalez money, whether they're able to move it or not, that is just for 2024. Evan White does have more money on the books in the future. I believe it's 8 million in 2025 with uh, either a one or $2 million buyout. So you do have money on the books for him next year as well uh, to come along. But the Braves do have a lot of money potentially coming off the books next season. I mean, if they wanted to get something done with Max Free, they certainly could. Um, it's just, again, it's really hard for me to see it at this point. And I've kind of, again, that's another thing I've maintained for a while now. I just don't think Max is coming back. I do have the Evan White contract up now. It is $7 million this year, $8 million in 2025 and then a two million dollar buyout in 2026 so uh 10 million guarantee more guaranteed after this season for evan white saw somebody say saying why did seattle give evan white the big contract he was a pretty solid prospect uh for the mariners coming up and it's one of those deals where you know they tried to lock him up even before he made his debut thinking he was going to be a big part of it and then injuries have just wrecked his career unfortunately so that is that is the risk in doing this we talk about all these deals the Braves have made locking up these young guys early and you know knock on wood so far it's worked out pretty great for the Braves but you know injuries are a very serious unfortunate part of the game and they have just wrecked white I mean he was a number 40 54 prospect by Baseball America coming into 2020 uh, so I mean he was a very good player coming up through the minor league system and injuries have just wrecked his career. Um, but the Mariners took a chance, you know, went ahead and locked him up and it's, you know, it's not a ton of money had he become the player and had he stayed healthy and been the player that the Mariners thought they were going to get. So there is certainly risk in those deals. John Brooks says, Jake, do you think Otani is intrigued by the Braves? They say he's intrigued by the Braves. Why wouldn't you be intrigued by the Braves? And this is what I talked about when I, had the whole podcast on Otani. Why would he not want to play here? 
Now, if the money is more significant in LA, why would he not want to play there either? Uh, you know, again, I think the money, but if the money is equal, and I, and I, I kind of doubt that it is, but if the money is equal, why would you not want to play for the Braves? You have this young core locked up for years to come, and look, Otani wants to win. I, I think of any everything we've heard reported, more than anything, he wants to win. So why would you not want to come to the Braves, a, a fan base that's selling out many of its games, a fan base that loves this team and a, a team that is in the middle of a huge run that doesn't seem like it's going to end anytime soon. Why would you not want to be a part of that? So do I think Otani is interested in playing for the Braves? Absolutely. I do. I, I just don't think the Braves are going to be the one to give him that much money. And I don't think Otani is going to take a huge pay cut to come play in Atlanta. Um, another one, Peter D'Amico. I think you are correct, Jake. So who is their second ace next year? That is the question. And look, Braves don't have to solve that right now. You still have Strider and Freed and Morton this year. And if the right move doesn't happen this offseason, you don't have to. You don't have to make it now. I would certainly love for that to happen. But you could still make that move next offseason. But then you got potentially two holes to fill. So, again, I think they will. I think there is going to be another move that happens. Um Marble Mouse saying, is there a long-term starter we can get without sending A.J. Smith-Shaver or Waldrop? Not a front-of-the-rotation guy. I don't think there is. Um, Miguel, hopefully I explained to you who Jared Kelnick is. Anthony Andrews, Jake, I don't see A dealing with Boris clients much. Boris hasn't had a good rapport with Atlanta going back to Chipper getting drafted, so I don't know if Burns or others are real options. And that is the tough thing with trading for Burns or Dylan Cease. We talked about with Boris being their client. He just usually doesn't. His clients don't usually make those extensions. They're usually going to hit free agency, especially if they're big free agents like those two are going to be. So that does make things a little bit more difficult because I don't make a trade. I don't give up A.J. Smith-Shover or Waldrop unless I know I can extend that player that I'm getting. Um, Julie C., let's say the big-name pitchers are out for the Braves. Who would you go after? I mean, the I can't – I know I'm not going to say his name right, but the other – the other Japanese pitcher coming over, Ignama. Uh, sorry, I know I'm saying that wrong, but he's more viewed as a three or four starter, and I think he's going to be somebody you can get for 50, 75 million. I think you know finding somebody at that level, middle of the rotation type of starter, is probably who you're going to target. And then is that, I don't know, is that worth it at that point if you're not getting a top of the rotation arm? I feel like the Braves have a lot of you know, solid middle back of the rotation type of options already. Um, Marty Newell. Hey Jake, first time seeing you live. Glad you're able to make it. Um, Randy Hall. Looks like Kyle Wright was right. And AA is limited on payroll. Unless we deal Ozuna or Iglesias, we are done. I don't think that's the case. And if that is the case, I would certainly hate that. I, I get why Mark Bowman keeps throwing that into his articles, but if the Braves have to trade Ozuna, or Rysel Iglesias, who I think are big parts of your team. Now, maybe you're trying to sell high on them, and I get that. Uh, but if you're you're doing that to save money and not to make a significant upgrade elsewhere, then I got I got real problems uh, with the Braves' front office. Sutton Tillery, do you think we're done with the bullpen this offseason? I'd never say never with the bullpen and with Alex Anthopoulos. I mean, there have been too many times where I've said, you know, we're good there, we're great at catcher. And then here comes another move. So never say never, but it certainly feels like it. 
One thing, only thing I'll say is if they don't get another pitcher and Lopez then becomes a big part of their plans in the rotation, then maybe you do go get another arm. Or if they do have to trade Rysel Iglesias to try to free up some of that money, then maybe you do go get another bullpen arm. So uh, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're necessarily done. Or again, it sounds good for an episode. Otani, why wouldn't you want to be a brave? And maybe I'll make that the headline of the next one. Julie C says Blackburn, Paul Blackburn from Oakland. Again, he'd be he'd be fine, but that's a, a middle of the rotation, back of the rotation type of pitcher. I'm not I'm not big on Paul Blackburn, Nick C. I'm not big on Zach Plesac either. Uh, Ecuadorman, what AAV would intrigue Otani for a short term deal? I mean, it's crazy to say, but 50 million. I mean, if Max Scherzer, uh, Justin Verlander are getting 40 million a year on short term deals, you got to think Otani's probably getting 50. Now you. I say that knowing that in 2024, at the very least, you know you're only getting him as a DH. And I got to think that brings the value down a little. So maybe in 2024, you can get him for 30 to 40 million. I mean, he's still an MVP bat. And then maybe that AAV goes up to 50, 60 million for the second year. Um, but again, it's going to be crazy number, whatever it's going to be. All right, I think that'll do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Apologize for that little coughing fit I had in the middle there. Hey, but we're doing things live. Can't can't get around it, but thanks so much for sticking with me through all of that. We got a lot more coming from this winter meetings. If something does break late in the night, we'll try to jump on, but I am going to try to get some sleep, rest up my voice here. But I think we will have another move here at this winter meetings, and I can't wait to see what that will be. Make sure you're subscribed here on YouTube. If you're new, hit that thumbs up button. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 